0: I don't know if I should talk about this next thing I want to talk about. It's fairly controversial, at least my take on it. At least it's something that not everyone's necessarily going to agree with. So this person tweeting this was not the person who made the original TikTok. And they're presenting it as a... Are are they mocking us or they're at least going against what the person's saying in the TikTok? where the, the person reposting this says, imagine spending 2k to go on a cruise and having to lock up your room like you're in The Last of Us. And so this TikTok starts, women's cruise safety tips. It's a minute TikTok, so I'll just show it, because it's only short bit. It starts with one, close the door and turn on the light. Two, use portable door lock to lock the door. 3. Press the do not disturb and close the peephole. install the door stop alarm Connect the handle and deadbolt or use door hinge for added security and, and what was she putting there like a, a coat hanger there? connecting different stuff together 7. Roll medium-sized towel and put it behind the handle to block it 8. Place a heavy piece of furniture against the door 9. Install wireless security camera in an inconspicuous place. 10. Look around the balcony and make sure you don't see anything strange. 11. Lock the balcony and close the curtains. Stay safe on your cruise. And my controversial take on this is there was a certain point there where what the person was doing was... For me, reasonable. It's like, if if that's what you need to do as a reasonable, normal person to feel safe on a cruise, that's your business, right? But there was definitely a point there, probably around the time where they they were hooking up, like, the coat hanger and, and putting the towel there and then putting furniture behind the door, And I was like, th- this is this is moved past like a rational person who is taking reasonable precautions to this person has some sort of an issue that they should probably go to the therapist for. If you need all of this to feel safe in an unfamiliar situation, you likely have had some traumatic events that have happened to you in your past that are causing this. Or you have been spooked by media to the degree that you feel this unsafe. Like If this person feels unsafe to the degree they need to do this sort of thing on a cruise, I guarantee you this is not a unique thing for cruisers. Where this person would have extraordinarily low levels of trust in other people. That this person likely in their own home has just insane levels of security because they feel as though they could be attacked at any moment. And this would definitely be deleterious to this person experiencing a normal, happy, healthy life. But seeing this honestly on some level reminded me that much of my worries about the future of of civilization, of society, is the what what appears to me to be a lowering of, of trust in other people where everyone feels far more afraid than they've ever been. And I've seen some evidence to suggest this isn't just my, my perception, that this is actually occurring. And people are more distrustful of each other than ever before. And like a lot of what happens in society, enables society to work is some measure of trust. And societies with the highest levels of trust are those that are able to do the best because they are able to meet and have fulfilling social relationships. They can meet, find a partner, all that jazz. That takes a measure of trust, of course, trusting other person with you, With your life. People can engage in in commerce, in in exchanges of goods and services because they trust that these things are actually going to occur, that they can give money and actually receive the thing. Like the the less trust that exists, the less that these things can uh, occur and the worse the society is to the degree that with with a low enough trust you'd assume that society would just collapse. And enough people who feel this unsafe at all times, I don't think society could function. Like I understand, surely you must rationally know that if there are a large degree of violence encounters on cruises, cruisers just couldn't function like they would just go out of business. If people on cruises were at significant risk at all times of of, of violence, assault, of any description, cruises would just go out of business. The word would just get around and people like, oh, I couldn't go on a cruise, but I'll get assaulted in my room. Like, does this person sincerely believe that on a cruise, they are at more risk of violent assault in their room than they might be say in their own home? I guess that would depend on where you live, but you aren't necessarily safe in your own house, right? Is this person like analyzing the statistics being like, okay, there's a, 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 a one point blah, blah, blah percent chance of me being assaulted in this particular region versus in my home? I, I don't think so, you know? Like, there could be more information to this that I'm not aware of. Like, this could legitimately be like one of the least safe areas in the world. But if that's the case, why is a person like this going on this cruise? It's just for clicks. I can't imagine that's true. Commitment to a bit to the degree where you're buying like 17 different props here, like a a door alarm and stuff. I am skeptical that a person would buy all these bits of equipment and then potentially even specifically go on a cruise to make a TikTok. I don't think so. I think this person is sincere in that they are just, you know, very scared. And so like the person tweeting this was mocking this person and it got 18,000 likes. So there was some support for this idea that this person is going far beyond what is rational what is was normal to protect yourself from potential harm in an unfamiliar situation. But that wasn't everything. Like th- there were a lot of people supportive of this as perfectly rational behavior. So this person, Chloe, got 104,000 likes. And they said, "I stayed in a hotel once when my boyfriend was meeting me 2 hours later." i took a nap and woke up to him standing over me with a room key he obtained from reception simply by giving them my name precautions like this are not at all unnecessary another person responds saying so every random guy knows your first and last name and what hotel you're staying at to which chloe responds i've had a large following for years and i was staying in a hotel in my hometown do you know how easy it would have been for someone to recognize me walking in or even recognize the hotel room i'd posted on my story and claim to be my boyfriend To this I again say, I can understand as a public figure in some capacity, desiring or feeling it necessary to engage in forms of security like this, but for an average person, no. Hotels could not function if it were an easy thing for a person to gain access to your room and assault you. If you are concerned staying in a hotel room that a person might find out where you are and come inside your house or something, this should be an ever-present concern everywhere. There is nothing about a hotel that makes this easier to do. If anything, being in a hotel makes this harder to do. If a person was particularly motivated to find out your first and last name and where you live, that is something that they could do. This is the world of the internet. You could hire a person for a couple of hundred bucks and they'd find that information out for you by the end of the week. It's just a part of life. And it is certainly possible to break into through these electronic scanners for doors if a person wanted to to break in and stuff. As I say though, if this was a frequent occurrence, hotels couldn't function. People would be too afraid to go to hotels because they would just be getting assaulted all the time. This is a very unusual thing to occur. An 11 step guide here of precautions is just not necessary. I can totally see like for example, this extra lock. Totally makes sense to me. Maybe even the door alarm, like about up to here, you're probably still fine. Everything else after this though, with putting a door hanger on the door, and and putting a a towel on the door, and putting a piece of furniture against the door, this this is all, it's doing nothing. It's wireless security camera. I mean, come on! Looking on the balcony, what would you see on the balcony? Depending upon your circumstances, it could make sense to have a few precautions when going to a hotel, but this narrative that your odds of being assaulted on a cruise or hotel is astronomically higher than your odds of being assaulted in your own home or in your day-to-day life, I I don't think is necessarily true. Again, it would depend on particular circumstances of you and where you are, but it still feels very over the top to me. And again, a lot of people supporting this as like just a necessary part of life. Come on, we're all one step away from being assaulted, regardless of who you are. Doesn't matter if you're a public public figure. If you're just a random individual, man, you're at risk of being like I know assaulting your room on a day to day basis. I think that's just continuing this this trend of, of lessening trust in in other people and society, and it's it's not a good thing. It's not a good tendency. Like a person shouldn't need all of this to feel safe in a hotel or on a cruise. Is it hurting anyone else? No, as I said, it it is ultimately your business if you want to do this. If you feel this is necessary and you need to do this to feel safe, you should do this to feel safe. I am saying that if enough people feel they need to do this, it is greater evidence of the lessening of of trust in society that is ultimately bad for all of us. Because again, a person who's doing this is not only doing this when they're on a cruise. These are people who are like, unwilling to to go out of a weekend or like take an uber or go in a taxi because they're worried they're about to be like gang raped or something. These are people who who won't go out. It's like, oh man, Sunday is a particular bad day for uh, violent assaults on the street. I I can't go outside today. Oh, you know, summer they say uh, violent crime is especially high in summer. I I can't leave my house today. That's this sort of person, uh, a sort of person who would need to do this kind of thing. This is not healthy, like to be clear, I have security here, but it's only something that I've gotten since becoming a public figure who is watched by many millions of people every month. It was not necessary before that. I've got a couple of cameras and an alarm and stuff, but I'm not doing half of the security that this person is as a person who has an audience of many millions of people. You used to be able to walk outside at night in the city back in the day and be safe. Times have changed. They haven't changed though. Violent crime is not up compared to like what it was 10, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, whatever. It's social media and media in general constantly saying, here is a crime that has happened last week, today, around the corner. Violent cl- crime would happen and people just wouldn't know about it. You wouldn't be inundated with these stories 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, with a 24-hour news cycle, scaring people. People's assessment as to their current level of risk is not based upon like a, an analysis of, of, of crime statistics, it's based on their own feelings that are inspired by social media. People are not more at risk of harm today than they were in the past, it's just people are now more aware when any such events happen. But of course, they're reported on because they're unusual, right? They are an infrequent thing. But, of course, negative media like this uh, it gets people's attention, gets clicks, gets people's engagement. As we've said many times, negative media is better at getting engagement than positive media. And so it emboldens media apparatuses to continue to push this stuff out and scare people, terrify them, to inspire in them distrust in, in anything and everything, just to keep them engaged. Like, oh, you, you could, the only people you can trust is me, man. Everyone else is going to kill you. And it, it's not a good tendency. It, it's, it's bad. It's not rational. But all of us do irrational things to ward off negative feelings, right? Like, I, I close my, my door of my bedroom and I, I put that little lock in every night and I, I, I feel less comfortable when my door's open. There's no reason to do that. There's no circumstance in the entire history of my life where my door being closed has protected me from something. And and if someone broke into my house, it's very unlikely that such a door would be much of an impediment at all. But I still do it. Although, to be fair, I, I also want to block out the light. Sometimes it's probably more about the light, but certainly I do feel more secure when that door door is closed and that's likely completely irrational. Maybe that's in part what inspires the fear, the uncertainty of it all, like we don't know at any given time the likelihood of any of us befalling some sort of calamity, some sort of tragedy, some sort of harm. And so we just take whatever precautions we possibly can to minimize what is likely already a very tiny chance. It's totally rational to be aware of your surroundings and be prepared to defend yourself, but you can absolutely go too far with it. Yeah, and everyone's going to have a different line as to what they consider to be necessary or uh, a a, a fair line, a, a fair number of precautions. And again, I was just very surprised to see so much support for this degree of countermeasures. Especially without additional information as to like, were there some particular other variables that we are just unaware of that would make it so these precautions would make sense? As someone said, maybe this was like a one-star cruise in the most unsafe part of the entire world. But I, I don't think that was the case though. And again, cruises could not function if this was a thing that was a- of a high risk for people on the cruise. They would just go out of business. It's a here to be? Yeah, interestingly. Like, surely you would think that the average person would understand that the the potential negative repercussions for breaking into a hotel room are so extreme in terms of, you know, j- jail time and all that stuff, potentially ruining, your, ruining the entirety of your life, that for the overwhelming majority of people, even if they had the desire to do that, that would be enough to dissuade them not to do it. Like, how many people sincerely think that there is a significant portion of the population who would be willing to defraud a hotel staff to gain access to credentials, to go to a particular random hotel room, to break in for potentially what? To rape someone and or steal their goods and be seen by dozens of people and dozens of cameras? And for that one instance, they would ruin their entire lives? I don't think there's many people who would do that. Like you can totally understand, like in the case of this clo person who is a public figure, like that increases the value of such a proposition because they're a specific target rather than a random individual. But I I just do not believe there's a significant amount of people who do that. It happens daily? Of course it does. There's 8 8 billion people in the world. Everything happens daily. It is a question of likelihood. If you spent your entire life attempting to avoid things that happen daily, you would be able to do nothing. You couldn't get into a car because every single day someone gets into a car accident. A car accident where it's it's the person in the car, like not their fault in any way, shape or form. Every single day someone gets hit by a drunk driver. You you are a, a much higher chance of being hit by a drunk driver than you are a random person defrauding a hotel to get access to your room to break in there to assault you. It doesn't matter who you are. There's a much higher chance of that. Hell, there are probably more people who've been struck by lightning this year than people who have had their credentials defrauded so they could be assaulted in their hotel rooms. But uh, are these people not getting into cars? For example, roughly 2,000 people per year are killed by lightning? Happens every day. Like, you can't think like this. You, w- you won't be able to live a life. You have a higher chance of choking your food. Exactly. But I, I, I But I doubt these people are as concerned about choking on food, about being hit by lightning, about dying in a drunk driving accident. It's just these particular instances of violent assault by a stranger are things that, you know, get the clicks, that people talk about, that that people show on the news, that people go, oh, that could be me! Again, do what you need to do to feel safe, but I mean, that people feel this way, I think, is a a failure of current society. Where are we going to be in like 20 years? where social media has just scared people to the degree that they literally will not leave their house. I mean, I'm sure that, but we, I know for a fact there are people already who are like that now. Are we just going to drift further and further into states of complete distrust and then just, as I say, society will just collapse? This interaction here is interesting. Some of these precautions are good, but many of them are actively harmful. That's the problem with the video. Barricading the door is just a way to get yourself killed in an emergency situ- situation. Stacking all this up and advising it has real-world harm. That'd be an interesting thing to calculate. What are the odds of those precautions protecting you from assault and or death versus causing you to die in a emergency situation? This person is not at all afraid of emergency situations, which do happen from time to time on cruises, but is afraid of assault to this degree. Again, it's not an, uh, an accurate assessment of likelihood of harm based on rational analysis of statistics or something. It is just, I feel unsafe because of things I've seen. The original poster responds, I mean, yeah, it's a massive fire hazard, but the fact of the matter is it's absolutely not okay that people are glossing over making a joke out of the fact women need to do this in order to feel safe. I heard people accept that what you need to do to feel safe is not necessarily indicative of your actual level of potential for harm. I'm more afraid of flying than I am of driving, but I'm statistically more likely to die driving. Fears aren't based on rationality. Yeah, we all have the, these fears, right? and we all do things to make ourselves feel safe, but I think everyone supportive of this woman sincerely believes that this person is at significant risk on this cruise of harm, and therefore these precautions are necessary. And I just don't think that's true. Because rationally, if people had a significant likelihood of suffering assault on a cruise, that cruise could not work. It would collapse. It would close down. It would get sued into oblivion. People themselves wouldn't be willing to go on them because they'd be too high of a risk of actually being assaulted. Yes, people get struck by lightning. It happens. That doesn't necessarily mean that going to insane lengths like this is, it makes sense. I think it's very rational to be more scared of flying through the sky at hundreds of miles per hour in a huge metal box that you hope has the proper maintenance. But again, it's based on the number and percent likelihood. Planes are extraordinarily safe. In terms of people going on planes and suffering a fatality, and people going on in cars and suffering a fatality, the odds of you suffering a fatality in a car is astronomically higher. But in a plane, It's a less familiar situation and you have no control over the situation, right? A lack of familiarity and lack of control makes you feel more afraid. Our fears are not rational all the time, I suppose. Well, is fear ever rational? It depends, I suppose, how you're defining fear. Obviously, approaching some things with more caution with an acknowledgement of a greater risk of harm is rational, but fear as a as a, like an emotional response that can potentially impact your ability to respond to situations in a rational way, in a controlled, calculated, thoughtful way. I guess that's never justified. I suppose we would assess different types of fear as more or less rational based on our perception as to how likely what you are afraid of is to cause you actual harm. So if you were afraid of your keys or something. I would consider that to be a less rational fear than say, a fear of being mauled by a tiger if you happen to be in a cage with a tiger. (laughs) Or you could say, if a person on a day-to-day basis in, I don't know, an Australian suburb fears being mauled by a tiger, that wouldn't be justified, it'd be irrational. But if you were in a situation where there is a tiger near you, that'd be a justifiable fear, right? I think it's more correct to say having a phobia is irrational. Yeah, sure, okay, we'll go with that. Good talk, chat. I think tons of people on Twitter, if they heard this talk, would be pissed off. But I do think we handled it fairly. Stop. Now that I have your attention, hit the like and subscribe button. Thank you. I wish you all the best.